You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about um, a topic that just happened to come up over and over and over again in these past few weeks. Um, And it's something that I've talked about a little bit before in all of my discussions about knee and knee pain and knee arthritis and arthroscopy and MRIs, but that's the meniscus tear. So today we're going to talk, and I'm going to try to answer all the questions that you might have about the meniscus tear. So what commonly happens in my practice, uh, and again, I have a pretty selective practice, so I typically see adults over the age of 50 with knee pain, and a large majority of them will come to me uh, with pain, with an MRI, ordered by the primary care doctor, and they're quite concerned about the meniscus tear. And, you know, again, I've talked about this, so I won't go into a lot of detail, but MRIs are rarely needed in patients over the age of 50 when we're trying to diagnose knee pain. Why? Um, Well, studies have shown that more than 50% of people over the age of 50 have meniscus tears. They also have rotator cuff tears and degenerative disc disease. It's a normal process of aging. And they've also shown that 90% or more of patients with arthritis on regular weight-bearing x-rays have meniscus tears. Now, the hard part, again, is that when you have pain and you show up at your doctor's office um, and they order an MRI and the MRI shows that you have a meniscus tear, it's something that you've heard of. It's something that your primary care doctor's heard of and you have pain. So the mind automatically goes, well, I have pain. It says something's torn. The reason I have pain is because of the tear. So that's not always the case. Um, It's hard to explain to people, but if we did MRIs of you every month for five or 10 years, you probably had meniscus tears way before you ever had pain, and then you had pain, it would be easy to go, oh, well, the meniscus tear is the same as it was two years ago, and now I have pain. That's probably not the thing that's causing pain. So just understand that just because you have meniscus tear doesn't always mean that is the source of your pain. And you don't need to rush into an orthopedic surgery office and demand surgery. Um, And for a primary care doctor, it's really not a great idea to say to the patient that you have a meniscus tear, you need to have surgery, so go see the surgeon to have an arthroscopic procedure. Well, why? Again, the MRI is a big cost, one of the reasons why healthcare costs are quite high in America. Um, A lot of studies, you know, we're talking $800 to $1,500 for an MRI, about $80 to $100 for an x-ray. So if you have the MRI and people go, oh, I have, I have Medicare, it's free. Well, it's not free because in taxpayers have paid for it. You've paid for it. I've paid for it. Everybody investing in taxes pays for it. And then there's less money around for other things. If you're a managed care patient, I always tell doctors, hey, if you have a patient in managed care and you're ordering a test that's expensive, that doesn't change the treatment, you're wasting money on the system. And the bigger reason, this is the thing that I really stress to doctors and to patients, is that I find so many patients are anxious and nervous and scared because the doctor that ordered the MRI a lot of times doesn't look at it or really can't do a great job of explaining what it all means. So people are extremely nervous walking in the door because 
the radiologist made it sound terrible. Um, so I have to go through and really diffuse the situation and calm the fear and anxiety that's been developing for weeks while somebody was waiting to see me because someone else ordered an MRI that may not have been necessary. So again, the very first thing we have to do is weight-bearing x-rays because if you have bone-on-bone arthritis, even if you had a meniscus tear, you can't scope the knee and help that person. You're not going to get better. The surgical treatment's a knee replacement. And this is another thing. You know, I see patients that their primary said, oh, you have a meniscus tear because I did an MRI. You need a scope. And when they come in and see me and I talk to them about knee replacement, I've had people break down in tears because, you know, they thought they needed this small surgery and now we're talking about a big surgery and it totally catches them off guard. Um, So the MRI is not always necessary. But if you do have a meniscus tear on MRI or more importantly, an orthopedic surgeon may examine your knee and say, you know, you probably have a meniscus tear. Why? Because we know the anatomy and we know how to examine the knee. If you have pain, we're pushing and palpating very specifically on different structures, on your ligaments, on your tendons, on the bone, on the joint line, on the meniscus. And there's certain things that we can do to help elicit a response to determine whether or not you may have a symptomatic meniscus tear. So if you don't have arthritis or minimal arthritis on x-ray, and you have certain findings on your exam, we can pretty much conclude that you actually may be having pain from a torn meniscus, or you may not, and maybe you have pain from your arthritis. Even if you had an MRI that showed you had a meniscus tear, that doesn't guarantee the pain is from that thing. Now, if you do have a meniscus tear, people come in. Well, how do I get it to heal? You can't. When will it heal? It won't. So, There's different zones of the meniscus, and for most patients that I see, over 50, this is different if you're a young athlete, but the tears are not in the vascular zone, so there is no way for it to heal. So can you repair it? No, we can't repair it. Again, in patients over 50, you know, it's different. If someone was young, tore their ACL, tore their meniscus in the bloody, what we call red zone, um, sometimes those can be stitched and repaired. And because there's blood in that zone, it may heal. But in patients that have degenerative changes, usually the tears are on the inside, what we call the white zone. There's no blood supply. So even if you did stitch it, it would never heal and the stitches would fail. So we can't repair it. It will not heal over time or on its own or with a cortisone injection. So just understand it's a degenerative process. But there are different kinds of meniscus tears. So that's a really important thing. Even aside from where um, and how it feels and what else you've done, depending on where the tear is also has a bearing on when it occurred or how it occurred or whether or not it's correctable with surgery and what we call resected. So if you have a meniscus tear, we do go in and cut it out. We have little devices that will shave it. We have little biters that will clip it but you basically are removing the torn segment. So if you tore 20% of your meniscus, we're gonna go in if you need surgery and take out that 20% or maybe a little more to smooth it out. If you tore 60%, we're gonna have to take out 60%. So the more meniscus you lose, the greater the risk of arthritis and acceleration of arthritis in the future. So if it's not terribly symptomatic, you don't always need to have surgery. But you can have a tear in the back, what we call the root ligament. So again, the root ligament essentially is the stabilizing structure of the meniscus. Root ligament tears are degenerative tears. Root ligament tears always tend to lead to worse arthritis in the near future. So if you have that kind of tear, just understand that most likely you're going to develop arthritis fairly quickly um, and you're going to have more symptoms and it may result in the need for a joint replacement. 
Whereas if you have a, what we call intrasubstance degeneration tear, that is a tear that usually we can't see. It's inside the meniscus. So you can see it on the MRI, but if you look inside the top and the bottom of the meniscus look okay. That is common wear and tear, but then it can cut in half, what we call a horizontal tear. So there's a tear across the middle, there's a top and a bottom. Sometimes they're symptomatic, and the decision we have to make is, do you take out the top half and leave the bottom? Do you take out the bottom half and leave the top? Do you have to take out both halves if they're unstable? And a lot of that comes down to the pushing and pulling in motion during surgery to see, is that piece moving or not? Those patients do okay. Um, There's another kind of tear called a parrot beak or a radial tear. They're two similar but different kinds of tears. And these are more tears that may have recently occurred from a pivoting or twisting injury. So it's more of a split from the inside to the outside, and it can flip upside down and backwards and cause pain. Now, those tears, when we see them, those are ones that if you fail all other conservative care, may actually benefit from an arthroscopic surgery, where we can go in there and trim that edge and smooth it out. And again, you're less with less left with less meniscus than you were born with, but it may prevent the pain or symptoms that you're having. Now, the worst tears that we see are what's called bucket handle tears. So these are tears where a large chunk of the meniscus tears, and just think of it like a bucket handle, a portion of that circular meniscus, like the handle on a pail, flips from one side to the other. It gets stuck. Now, these patients typically come in with what we described as a locked knee, or they can't fully bend or straighten the knee. Those symptoms do go away with surgery. So again, when we're talking about meniscus tears, it really depends on where the tear is and what the tear is and how the tear feels as to whether or not surgery is even an option for you. But the meniscus will not heal on its own. Well, you say my friend had a meniscus tear and they wanted to operate and they didn't have surgery and it got better. Yep, the pain got better, but the meniscus tear didn't heal. And more than likely, the pain probably wasn't from the meniscus tear. It may have been just inflammation from arthritis or inflammation in the knee, and then those symptoms subsided. So again, if I see people that have pain on the bone and not pain on the meniscus, even though someone did an MRI and it shows a meniscus tear, it probably also says chondromalacia or cartilage loss or thinning of the cartilage. Those are all different ways of describing arthritis. And a lot of times if we use oral anti-inflammatories or sometimes a cortisone injection and the pain and symptoms go away, problem solved. This person had a flare-up from their arthritis. They also happen to have a meniscus tear that probably has been there for a while. We treated the arthritic flare. We treated the inflammation. The symptoms went away. The person does not need an arthroscopy. Now, why is that important? Well, you know, years ago when people really thought arthroscopy was the greatest thing since sliced bread and everybody that had knee pain had a scope, what we started to find was a majority of people with arthritis and without what we call mechanical symptoms tended to get worse after this surgery. Why? Well, you're sticking a camera in the knee and you're irritating the knee and you're causing some inflammation and you're taking out more of the meniscus. So you don't want to do a surgery where there's a greater chance to get worse than there is a greater chance to get better. You don't want to have the odds stacked in your favor. So it's definitely important if you have the new onset of pain without trauma, without mechanical symptoms, to try simple things like giving it some time, trying home exercise, possibly physical therapy, trying oral anti-inflammatories, trying a cortisone injection, and then only if the symptoms persist consider surgery. Now, what about the symptoms? I get, well, I have so much pain at night. I have so much pain at rest. I can't sleep at night. That typically is not meniscal pain. Now, the meniscus pain typically 
is when you're standing and bending deeply if it's in the back of the knee or pivoting or twisting because you're actively moving the knee, which is putting pressure on the tear and on the meniscus. If you're laying down and at night, at the end of the day, you're resting, you're not putting any pressure on the meniscus. So it shouldn't hurt. So when people come in and tell me I have pain at night, but I feel better when I'm up and walking, more than likely that's from arthritis. Arthritis pain will bother you at the end of the day. It can be sore, stiff, and achy. And people typically with arthritis will say, when I get up and move around, it starts to feel better. That's not meniscal. Meniscal would be, I have no pain at rest, but when I get up and try to do stuff and pivot and twist and do my yoga or try to do my hikes, my knee hurts. That is more likely meniscal and also based on location. So when somebody comes in and if I ask you now, you know, where is your knee pain and your hand rubs your whole knee in a circle or you put both hands on your knee or you say that it moves around and changes, that's most likely not meniscal. Why? The meniscus doesn't move around like that. The meniscus is in one spot. So I teach people when I'm training them, if somebody comes in and you ask, where is the pain? And they take one finger and they point, it's always right there. Or sometimes they'll take a Sharpie and I'll say, oh, I, I drew a circle because I knew I was coming in to see you. And that pain is where the meniscus is, not the bone, not the ligament. And the rest of their exam is benign and the x-rays show minimal or no arthritis and the meniscus tear on MRI is right there. You know what? That is a person that may actually benefit from an arthroscopy. Again, if other conservative care measures fail, but just because you have a meniscus doesn't mean that you need to rush into surgery. It is extremely important too. I try to explain to people, don't have surgery when the pain is on the outside of the knee and the meniscus tears on the inside. The pain doesn't shoot across the knee from one side to the other. It usually means that you have arthritis or some other problem, like a tendon problem on that side, and the MRI just happened to show a meniscus tear on the other side of your knee, but take all those things into account. So again, if you have knee pain of one day duration, a week's duration, without trauma, Start with simple things that you can do at home, over the counter, and try simple things. If you then continue to have pain and symptoms and you need to see your doctor, make sure they order an x-ray first and specify that you want an x-ray with you standing. Because again, if you've heard my other talks, the only way for us to assess the amount of arthritis that you have is when you are standing up and weight-bearing. I just saw this the other day. Patient was given an x-ray that was non-weight-bearing. It was read by the radiologist as minimal arthritis. And they come in to see me two weeks later, we get an x-ray. And again, patient satisfaction, right? Patient's upset. Why do I need an x-ray? My doctor just did an x-ray. I understand your doctor did an x-ray, but you weren't standing up. They told me I have mild arthritis. It's probably a meniscus tear. I need to get a standing x-ray. Get a standing x-ray. What do you know? Bone on bone arthritis. There is zero space remaining when they stand up. And now we have to have that discussion of how to treat arthritis, potentially leading up to knee replacement. But it's irradiated the patient twice and it's spent, essentially, if it's 90 bucks for the x-ray, it's $90 twice. So we, we did an unnecessary test followed by a necessary test. So stress to your doctor that you want a weight-bearing x-ray. And don't demand an MRI. You know, I, I always tell doctors that it's the doctor's job to try to explain to patients, you know, what they do and don't need, especially when someone's asking for something that doesn't help treat them. So if, if you have pain, start with an x-ray. And if there's no fracture and the knee's not mechanically locked, start with conservative care. I consider the MRI in people that have pain out of proportion, again, because we're looking for fractures, or when all other conservative stuff fails and their exam is consistent with a meniscus tear as part of the preoperative planning to make sure that there's not something else going on. Um, so again, meniscus tears, 
very common and normal as we age. Not all meniscus tears need surgery. Meniscus tears do not heal. Meniscus tears in people over 50 can't normally be repaired, but they can be resected. And just because you have an MRI that shows you have a meniscus tear doesn't mean that that's the cause of your pain and symptoms. You need a weight-bearing x-ray to assess the extent or amount of arthritis. You also need an exam to assess for other structures like ligaments and tendons. And starting with conservative care like exercises, weight loss if indicated, oral medications, possibly a cortisone injection, and then only if the orthopedic surgeon feels that you have symptoms that warrant arthroscopic surgery, understand that in an arthritic knee, there are a bunch of people that do improve, but not always get back to normal because you've torn a structure in your knee that can't be repaired to its normal state. There are a bunch of people that have arthroscopy with arthritis and degenerative meniscus tears that do not see any worsening or do not see any improvement. But there are also a bunch of people that have arthroscopy because they have a meniscus tear and they have arthritis and their pain and symptoms get worse. And that's the most important thing that I stress to people is because I see so many people in that situation, knee pain, primary care, MRI, meniscus tear, orthopedic surgeon, arthroscopic surgery, pain gets worse, they wind up in my office for a second opinion. So I stress to people, it's not a guarantee that you're gonna get better with this surgery. So you have to make sure that you try the simple conservative things first and make sure that you've exhausted the conservative care and have symptoms that are most consistent with a meniscus tear in the hopes that you have a good chance of improving with that type of surgery. So a lot of information, very, very common complaint, meniscus tear pathology in people over the age of 50. But I really hope that this answered a lot of the questions that you may have as to what do I do? Why is it there? What are my treatment options? And what's the best study to do to assess my knee and determine what I need to do and what my plan of care is going to be. So thanks for listening. You've been tuning into the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm Adam Rosen. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.